What's up, guys? John Sintez, oh. Cutter Nation Baseball. Let's win a ball game podcast. Alex Rojas, Brad Berto. If you haven't liked and subscribed or you're listening on Spotify or on or watching our podcast on YouTube, please subscribe, like, follow. I'm very excited about today because we'll be able to get two great minds on and we can get, some, get into some deep dive knowledge here. So without further ado, Alex, Bradley, how are we doing today? How's everybody? Doing really well, my man. Can't wait. We got a whole day of training going on right now, and it's going to be great. We got ABCA coming up next week, so we'll be planning on that. And, you know, let's just keep it rolling for sure. There we go. There we go. You cut out for a second. I don't know what happened. You said, let's go live, and then mine cut out. I was like, okay, sick. Yeah, you're good now. Now you're in there. Cool. All right, so uh, Berto already started. Alex, how you doing? What's, what's new? I'm good. good. I was just organizing. I've got quite a lot of guys in the stables right now a uh, lot of a lot of just kind of midway guys not like talent wise but like a lot of sophomores a lot of juniors a lot of guys that are a uh, couple like in between eighth grade seventh grade guys right uh, dude you know what's awesome is having a bunch of stacked 10 year olds that hit the ball as hard as some high school <laughs> it always makes like a high school guy a little insecure we got this this dope little Filipino kid. His name's Caleb Juan. I bring up the fact that he's Filipino because he's this squatty little tan fat kid, and <laughs> he hits the ball harder than these big white kids that are in the weight room. And it's funny because they look at this kid and they're just like, "What kind of bat is that? Oh, that's a drop five. Yeah, you got a drop five though. That doesn't matter, <laughs> bro. He's ten and he's hitting the ball seventy four miles an hour." And, yeah. you know, you're struggling with a drop three to hit 72. So like, I don't <laughs> think it matters. Dude, there's a 10-year-old there's a in our facility. His name is Tyler Hinn. First of all, when you watch this kid work, like, you're like, how, like, who are you related to? Like, is your dad, like, Dice K? Like, <laughs> it just everything he does is, like, it's so it, – it's got, like, that, that uh, Japanese-style flavor to it. But then when he hits, he looks like he's from Cuba. But he's going to drop three thirty inch, and he's eleven or ten, and he just comes to class with his BB core, and he's like, "Look what I got for Christmas." We're like, "What?" <laughs> he's got this BB core uh, Velo fifty one fifty. So, do we got some good like in between guys that they're like? It's kind of, like baseball so strange. I was thinking about it earlier, and I would I would love to hear your guys' opinion on this. But it's well, kind of like being a farmer, like. You don't know how good the product really is for a couple seasons. You know, right. like it takes a second where it's like, well, hold on. Like, don't throw the crop out yet. You know, like give it some time. But there's a few, there's a few given, uh, given signs where you're like, okay, this is something that I should invest in. Yeah, definitely. Especially because like, you mentioned the fact that you got the in-between guys, seventh, eighth graders, sophomore, juniors, right? That's a really key, like, part of development like time development time right where like nobody cares how you do it you're 13 years old so let's just get yeah. bigger faster stronger and really focus on becoming a better player right and because like when you get to like 13 7 8th grade like you're going back to like the bottom of the barrel right you know when you're 12 you're at the top of your age group i tell this all the time to our 13 14 year olds like and now like instead of competing with 12 year olds and under like you're 13 14 at the bottom competing with 18 year olds and stuff like that so it's not really about the competition at that point, but it's about the development part. And that's what we stress about those guys, especially the full-time guys who are in the weight room, hitting, pitching, catching, doing whatever. And it's 
it's hard to see because they, you know, their velos are down compared to like other high schoolers compared to other guys who hit on 60, 90 fields. And some of them get a little discouraged, right? Because they're like barely putting balls up over the infield. But I'm like, but look, it's because you're in a new stage of development part. You're, it's time to level up, right? You're at the bottom now. So like, let's really focus on just getting you better. And you can't really see it until maybe, okay, if you keep doing it, you know, three years by the time you're a junior or senior, then that's when like the real, the product really starts to grow and you can like harvest those, you know, those fruits of your labor, as you would say, like for a farmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on, on the pitching side, what I see, um, I see the same thing where it's like, it doesn't matter the age, like we're talking about, it's time spent working towards the goal. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not fair. It really isn't fair for an eight year old to get 10 years of training and, 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 be that far ahead, you know, and, and then when you get 14, 15 years old and you're, oh, I'm going to start doing it. And then you realize like at our place, you come in and we got 10 year old, 11 year old gangsters that have been doing stuff with us for two or three years now, you know, and we put them up in little strike competitions and they lose. Oh, it's <laughs> not fair. He's not throwing 60 feet. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. A strike's a strike. Dude. Yeah. Like a Those strike's a strike. Strikes. Nobody's yeah. talking about like how far you're throwing. It's just, that's a strike at his level. A strike at his level obviously is easier, but you're older. You should be better, right? Well, then that's yeah. where the age doesn't come into play. It doesn't matter. He's actually spent more time than you have getting better. No yeah, matter same what thing you on the, say. Same thing on the hitting side, right? You mentioned how like you got these 10, 11 year olds showing up these high schoolers, right? So obviously with our machine, right? You know, puts heavy spin rates, a heavy ball, and it's kind of hard to hit, right? But that like, with that machine, it shows a lot of inefficiencies in your swing, right? If you're not like right to the ball direct on top, whatever it is, right? If you're long and loopy, you're just going to miss it. So, you know, everyone talks about the age difference and stuff like that. We have, you know, nine, 10 year olds training with high schoolers in the same hitting group, right? And these high schoolers on the same, we'll have it on the same speed. They'll be hitting off this. I love when this happens, right? When an older kid comes in, thinks they're good. And then I'll have like my 10 year old who's been here for a while. And they'll be hitting on the same velo of the machine, and the high school is struggling to hit it. And then the ten year old goes in and just pop, 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 pop. Doors. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. There, so, you know, some, go ahead. Oh, well, go for it. Go no, for it. I was just going to direct it a little bit right in there. So, oh, I was just going to yeah. say there's like this, um, there's this like strange mental obstacle that I feel like happens in baseball where like, once you get over that, you stop thinking about your development and you just start developing. And it's like, yeah, you are going to be that 12-year-old that hits 75 or hits, you know, the, the throws the ball 80 because you're just like, I guess this is just kind of what I do. Like, yeah. I'm just kind of good at this. And you just kind of accept it instead of trying to achieve it. You just kind of do it. it it's yeah. kind of a thing that, like, there's this stud kid that we got, and I love him. Because he's got long – I think he's cut his hair twice in his whole life. He's got hair down to his back like an Apache warrior. And he he hits like – he can hit the ball up to like 78. And he just turned 12. So, but – Same thing happened the other night. Some high school kid was like, well, what's he hitting? And he's got this – dude, have you seen those Easton Hypes? Those like black and yellow bats? Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. things are hot, dude. And this kid, and he's 12, but he's playing legit baseball, and he's hitting the ball harder off the machine than the high school kid was. He's yep. like, I think he just turned 12, and the other kid's about 15, so there's a three-year age gap. There's probably like a foot, maybe like 40 or 50 pounds. 
one kid turns 78, the other kid's like 72, maybe. And it's just like the, the difference is like, I've seen one kid developing for years where the other kid, he just sort of came in and he's been sort of playing travel ball, not fully bought in, but he's playing for the, the good travel ball teams, right? So again, it's like a kid that's just kind of like, well, I just kind of hit all the time. So it's like, no wonder he hits 78. He's just a hitter. Like he's mm -hmm. not trying to be good. He's just like, I'm just a hitter. He's not trying yeah. to be a, a great hitter. He is because he hits. Yep. You're, yeah. I think therefore I am. Yeah. So I'm right now I'm, I'm reading this book. I'm reading this book. I'm a big reader. So um, Austin Nola actually recommended me a book. It's called The Inner Game of Tennis. And it's all about like controlling your mind to get your mind out of the way to let your body do its thing. So you talked about like, uh, I'm not sure who wrote it. I, I can't remember. I'll, I'll get it to you soon. But it, it's, a, it's a really good book, though. But it's talking about like, I'm only like about maybe 50 pages in. But um, I like how we talked about like, how you talked about just accepting the fact, just accepting what is right, not like put putting a judgment on the results or on your development, right? It just it is what it is. Right. And the sooner you can get to that state of mind, like then that's when the development happens versus like you take a bad swing and you're like beating yourself up or you take a good swing and now you're really happy. Right. It's like, how can you be like that? Even just just see it for what it is. Right. And then once you can get to that, like with the kids that we have here or the guys, that have it, they get it right. They might have a bad bullpen or a bad hitting session, but they're not faced by it. It's just not it is what it is. And same thing on the other side, they have a good session. It just it is what it is. And then they that those are the people who stay with the development longer, like they trust the process better. And overall, they just develop better because they're not thinking about it. They're not judging it. They're just doing it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. You just yeah, gotta, I, I, <laughs> yeah, we, this is where Berto and I like the idea of, of how we test. You know, I, I, one of the biggest issues that we see in baseball is like nobody's actually testing to find out if what you're doing is working. You're just like hitting BP on the field. Coach is telling you to make some adjustments and then you go play a game. But like, really you should be competing in a scenario where you get to increase the total number of competitive reps and then go from there. And that's where we have solved this idea with advanced BP and live events. I think those two things alone should give you multiple times a week to where you can actually find, are you good? Like people, people told me I was good all the time, but I, I had no idea. And you don't really find that out until like, you're playing the video game, you get to the end of it, Bowser's there, and you win. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work unless you actually see yourself do it. It's not about somebody telling. It's like you mentally achieve the, oh, wow, that was throwing 96 inside. It didn't matter. Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's where you get to find it. Well, I, was, I am pretty good. I get to say that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like not – I think, especially in the American culture, you know, you're not allowed to brag. You have to be humble. There's all these things that, like – some of the best athletes in the planet do brag. They do, they do say things that you know, challenge the narrative of what people think is the right thing to say and the wrong thing to say. And I think that's highly important. Kids want to do the gritty to home plate. Yeah, let them. <laughs> let them like, They're let not jog. trying to like, jog all the way through and just take their helmet off and just like, you know, start <laughs> high-fiving people with their, their helmet. Like, oh, they yeah. want to do the gritty on home plate. Like that kid that I was talking about, that original kid, that Filipino kid, I love hitting with him because he'll hit a ball sometimes. You know, he's 10. He doesn't have the best. He's not like Ken Griffey Jr. where he's like, oh, my God, every day this kid comes in. 
He has good days. He has bad days. But he hit this ball the other day. He hit it to, like, right center. And the hit tracks had it, like, just off the wall. And we were playing 12U. So it's, like, 240 fences. And he just kind of looks off to the side. And he was like, that ball was crushed. And I was like, hell <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell it yeah, was. Yes. Like, it was, dude. Like, yeah. you need to allow yourself to believe in that yeah. and to entertain people. Yeah. What was that? I think I was watching the day the series stopped. It's the 1989 earthquake one. It may have been another 30 for 30, but it was a baseball. No, it was the U. I was watching the U. Oh, and the U was better. talking about, like, we're, we're there to entertain people just as much as we are there to play football. Yep. Right? And I think that that's a thing that, Again, it's probably a part of the culture. Hey, don't celebrate. Act yeah, act like you've been there before. I haven't been I there. Have <laughs> never been here. I've never had a, a grand slam to give us a one-run lead in the state finals, right? Like, live that up, dude. Yeah, live that up. You hit one ball 400 feet, do your dance. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. Do, do you, boo-boo? Yeah. Like, if you strike out the side and you just feel like on your inside that you just got to let out like a, Ha! Like, do it. Like, do it. Roberto knows. knows. I let it out. I'll oh, dude. Out. I, was th I was throwing advanced DP just because I'm left-handed and, you know, switch it up for the, like, for the pro guys, right? And I struck out Dean and, oh, I was ripping up. He goes, you really enjoyed that, did you? I go, I did, Dean. I, very much, I know how John feels now. When do, you not, <laughs> when do you not enjoy a strikeout? Like, yeah. come on, you know? When we did our, when we did, it's pretty funny that you said that too. I just, you brought me back to Friday and like Friday, I got a little cocky and granted I was going like 85, 86, but I was just like doors and kids with fastballs middle with oh. a little spin on it. Yeah, he was and I was just, doors after I was just yelling, right? Just, one, these poor I don't kids. Care yeah, eight, doors! Like just <laughs> yelling. And they're just, they're all like, uh, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I just blew that thing right by you. 84 by you. Yeah, 84 by <laughs> 80, you. Sorry about it. Uh, <laughs> 84 plays, man. 84 with, with seven funny. foot five extension. Seven. Dude, that's another thing that, because I can just speak from the hitting side. Like, there is like a, like the hit tracks gives you a lot of metrics to look at. So you can figure out like if the stuff is working for your swing, right? But I think that there are certain ideas that guys don't understand, like, you don't have to be the dude that dominates in terms of, like, oh, I hit the ball the hardest. It's, like, you just have to make sure you do that line drive in the gap when there's a guy on second base in a yep. game. Like, yep. nobody really cares how hard you hit it. But if you do that a lot in VP, then what are the odds that you do that in a game? Who cares how hard you hit it? Like, let's hit the ball in the gap. Let's hit the ball hard. Let's get it off the ground. Let's, let's do it in a game. Balls in, like, line drives. If you're hitting line drives in VP – and they're not your best, you have to understand that, like, those are swings that I call it memory. Like, you guys remember the memory game, right? Like, we got all the cards laid out, mm -hmm. and there's, like, bananas and grapes and monkey faces and all that. And you turn over the bananas. You got to find the other card that's got the bananas on it, right? But then Birdo, he turns over the bananas, but then he puts up the grapes. But then I find the other bananas. I just remember where Birdo put it. Mm -hmm. It's just a constant game of, like, remembering, like, hey, what was that like? Like, yeah. when you felt that, like, you just have to remember that and understand that that's the thing. It doesn't matter how hard you did it. It's like you took 60 swings today, and you had a 75% line drive percentage. Yeah. Like, let's do that shit all the time. All the time. Like, what? Rem remember that day. Yeah. It doesn't matter how hard you hit it, because if you do that 
four or five times in a season with a guy on second base, you look like a hero. Yep. And no, no one measured how hard you hit. Yeah, no, okay. The run score. The run score, you won the game. That's the yeah. game. Play so, the game. Like, I, I love, like, to go off of that. I love how, like, you know, here we always have the cameras rolling, right? Whether it's band sessions, BP, live at-bats, whatever, right? So, for me, right, every time I, like, catch a barrel in live or even advanced BP, say it's a bomb, line drive, whatever it is, it felt good, right? It's that, you know, that feeling that we're chasing all the time, right? And luckily, like, oh, there's a video yeah. of it, right? So, I'll just airdrop it to my phone, and I'll just be sitting at home just rewatching it. Just for an, like an hour, just the same mm -hmm. swing. Just pop, pop, just rewatching. I love that feel. I could feel what it felt like when I watch it. And I just want that ingrained in my body, ingrained in my brain. So that way it's like it becomes more automatic. You know what I mean? Or I do it more consistently. Like I don't try to remember those. So I just have like a whole compilation of my swings. And I'm just rewatching. Whenever I'm bored at home, if I'm on my phone, like I just start watching those swings over and over and over again. And I feel good. I feel good. It's fun to watch. You know, people do. I know, I've heard stories of big leaguers doing that before. Again, they just watch their highlight reel. I'm like, yeah, why shouldn't you? That's what you did. We're at your best. You did it right. And like, that's what you're trying to chase over and over and over again. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. That's actually in one of my favorite books. Uh, I am a reader as well. I haven't been reading as much lately, but um, Berto and I talk about this all the time. But, you know, the human highlight reel is actually a tactic that you, you increase your dopamine to be able to get into the zone, right? And they talk about how real can you make that thing? And what a better way to do it, Birdo, than that exact thing. I, I remember being in, reading, I remember reading the highlight drill and then going into like a serious playoff situation where I felt myself creating my own anxiety because, you know, as you get older, when you become a pro, it almost doesn't matter how your season goes sometimes. What matters more is can you get to playoffs? Can you get to the finals? You know what I mean? Like you can have an okay season, get there, but if you go off in the playoffs, then you're going to make a name and you're going to make some money. So yeah, that was transgression this year. Right, exactly. I remember 100%. I remember being in Mochi's and like them be like, hey, we need you. You got to be ready. You know, you're going to be first out of the pen. And I like took that maybe a little too serious, but I remember like being in my locker room and then just like I, I, I was really into the haka. So I like took the Haka background music and cut it back and forth between me just punching dudes out. And I just remember like being on fire. Like it was a two minute little video that I'd watch of myself and it'd be doors, cutters, sliders, you know, every pitch that I had. And then I would go down, you know, the, I'd walk out for the game. I'm like, dude, I'm going to need coffee. Like my brain is on fire, ready to go. You know, and I, I think it's such a, a beneficial move for kids that, you know, hey dad, if you want your kid to remember the good stuff, Make them a highlight video. Watch it. You know, like, don't send them the 45-minute clip of the whole outing, Dad. Hey, these are your 10 best pitches. Let's just focus on these, you know? And that there's a school of thought that, you know, maybe you don't even remember the bad and you only focus on the good and the objective of what you're trying to get to. And that's where I like the highlight real idea. Because I could go to – I could top five cutters I've ever thrown in my career. I got them in my head all the time. Oh, yeah. Righty, lefty, front door, back door. Yeah. Same thing with all the homers I got, like like college, high school, travel ball. You know, I got them all in there. I got them all in there, and I'm just reliving those all the time. I can tell you how it felt when I threw a guy out, like in X situation, Y situation. Yep. Yeah. I just imagine you just chucking dudes. It's funny. <laughs> I threw a dude out off my knees one time. Hey, if this guy's out there watching, there's the fastest human I've still ever seen on the baseball field. <laughs> His name is Danny Beaver. Okay. And with a name like that, you wouldn't expect much. And he's from <laughs> Ohio. Went to what's it's it's called Notre Dame College or something like that. Anyways, <laughs> I 
I think he ran a 6360. Like, if I were to put a guess on it, like, watching him explode from first to second. But I didn't throw him out. I got close. But he had a homeboy named TJ Lett, equally as fast. But he hit more bombs. I remember there was this awkward, like, you know those balls and dirts where, like, the ball doesn't really get away from the catcher? And the catcher just kind of palms it? Well, that happened. But he had a great jump. And I don't know, like, I blocked it, and he had a great jump. Then I grabbed it, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's going. And I just ripped it. It was probably the best throw I've ever had in my life. And just nailed it to, to end the inning. And I remember, like, thinking back on that at the end of that series. And I was like, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> you just did it. That was probably the yeah. best. Like, if I could have had a highlight of that, like, I would have watched that and looked at all the shit that I did right and be like, that's how you throw off your knees. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would have been, like, where I figured that out. Yeah. The thing is, like, so going back to that point, like, you just did it, right? Your body yeah. just did it, right? It was happening so fast, which happens in the game. Like, the inner game of tennis talks about, um, you know, well, it talks about in terms of tennis, but baseball, too. It said one little line that stuck out to me is, like, so for hitting a baseball or <laughs> baseball in general, it requires action that is faster than thought, yeah. right? Mm. So if you're thinking, like, oh, I got to block that, I got to grab it, and then I got to I gotta throw it, like, no, it's already too late. You're done, right? You just went, like, oh, boom, got it. Right, your mind was out of the way, and your body just did its thing because you probably practiced that, you know, picking it up and throwing it a million times, right? And your body just did it, right? And then at the end of it, it's like, oh, how the fuck did I just do that, right? It's because it's in your body. You just your brain wasn't thinking about it; it was just able to do it. It was out of the way. And so I was talking to. We have this. We call him Hood Rat. Mm -hmm. He's just like eleven-year-old savant player, bro. His dad's so, his dad does something with data collection of some sort. Like he's a very technical guy. He's always got a blast. He's always like understanding like his rap soda numbers. Like he has great Yesterday, his dad just wanted me to throw him. He's like, can you just like do advanced VP essentially to him? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I was showing him cutters, curveballs, fastballs, going random, letting him get used to patterns. And he asked like one of the best questions. He was like, so all I have to do is tell the difference as fast as possible between what pitch it is and then yep. swing and i was like pretty much yeah and he just kind of smiled and he was like okay and <laughs> he understood what the assignment was right. like he was like oh i just have to look at this stuff discern what pitch it is and then from and he said this but he didn't say it exactly like this but from that knowledge i get an understanding of a general location of where this ball is going and that's where i'm swinging and I was like, yep. absolutely, a hundred percent nailed it. And, like I could, I like I couldn't have said it better. But the way I said it back to him, I was like, yeah, it's kind of like your body is the hardware and your brain is the AI software. You can't be pressing buttons. AI just goes. Like yeah. there's no Breton pressing, just like you talked about. Like there's no time for me to go like, oh, F1 shift L. Like there's no time. The computer I, just has to do it once it's been stimulated yep. and that's why playing travel ball is important like you don't have to play on two teams three teams but like you need to play a lot of baseball just so you can download the amount of information that's required like have you seen those videos of bryce harper that are going around on the internet when he was like a baby he was like 11 he was like <laughs> 6'1 170 he was like a monster he was yeah. so big like even though he, he was hella big he didn't have the software 
to play Major League Baseball. Right. He did it 19, which is crazy that he downloaded that much information or didn't have that much information, and his computer was so good, he was like, oh, okay, I get yep. this now. Like, yeah. that's, that, that's what the game is. It's like no one has written a manual on baseball because there's over 3 million possibilities that can happen in one single baseball game, right? Yep. And that's a lot of information information but i bet there's like a baseline amount of information that you just have to get to a really good player and they can be like oh okay got it. like lorenzo yeah. king because he didn't start playing until he was a teenager right like he was somewhere in his mid-teens right so he just had enough information where he just sort of like looked probably at what the game was he was like oh i, I can do that i can do yeah. that and I watched him at JUCO. I watched him hit two baseballs over the scoreboard with the old bats and be like, wow, uh, who's this guy? Yeah. yeah. On like, yeah. And it was, it was on cheese too. It was like a guy throwing like 95 on our team. It didn't really matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How old are you? 20, 28? 26. 27? 26. 26. Yeah. Do you remember the old bats? The Beezer bats? Yes. Yeah, he, he doesn't yeah. even remember. He, he has to think about it. <laughs> They're like, well, I remember so creatures they're like dragons and john yeah, and the are like bats. so funny story about the beezer bats right funny story about the beezer bats so when i was 12 right i don't know if you knew this about me row but i won the literally world series in 2009 Did you really? yeah Were yeah you we won the whole thing i was yeah. in chula vista hell yeah right? <laughs> so that was, no way. yeah we were nasty hold on time out time out time out time out that's one of my – wait, was Kiko on your team? Kiko Garcia, Luke Ramirez, yep. Andy, Andy That was Rios. one of my favorite teams. You guys oh, yeah. were like – like, no, don't take it this wrong way. It was like street kids from L.A. that I knew weren't street kids, but it was like more of a representation of like L.A. demographics were there, not like Hollywood Hills, L.A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could, yeah. You could call it California. I think you could sum that up as yeah. like California. Like, because yeah. a lot yeah, of the California that guys that I play against. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was you know, yeah. way more like California yeah. than like like West Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, West so funny Hollywood. story about. But yeah. So now we got you know Andy Rios is my boy. I grew up with him. He's coaching here now. So it's like me and him run the hitting side. So it's great. We have. You know, I mean, we teach the same things. Everything's no cohesive. But anyway, about the Beezer bats, right? That was the last year, 2009. It was like the Beezer bats were, were like legal. So we have the home run record right now in the Liberal Series with 19 and like six games, right? And we were just bang, 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 right? And then I don't know, like that 19 is very beatable, right? In six games for some, some of these 12-year-olds. But that was the last year of Beezer bats. So it's like, that's how I just think. We, we got a bat from East. Easton puts out a new bat. And they let the Liberal Series guys test it, and then they put it out, right? Ours was like the Easton, the Stealth XL was a red Stealth, but it never came out. The next yeah. Season. But it never came out because that's when they started, like, all right, B before is a thing because these kids are hitting way too many bombs. Yeah. But in San Bernardino, that, that record's never going to be broken. It was uh, probably not, but in six games, we had Bro, 36 I literally have watched you play baseball when you were uh, a young kid. I was a little gordo back then. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't matter, like, so, like, when I was growing up, I I just love I love watching baseball in the summer. That's just like it's too hot outside right now. I'm just gonna watch some baseball, right? I would watch that San the San Bernardino regional final every single year. Yeah. I've probably seen you hit a bomb. Probably. I, I didn't hit a bomb that game. That game I had um yeah, I didn't hit a bomb that game, but that game, like it was tied three three, bases loaded, right? And I'm up, right? Um and I go down 0-2 real fast, 
right? But then I have this 12 pitch at bat, and I draw one. I draw, I drew one, and you can see in my face, I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah, and the whole time, and then like, and then the guy after me came and cleared the bases with the double, right? And then it was just game over by then. But I just remember basically that at back, it was just, oh, just foul pitches off, foul pitches off, oh no, ball, two three pitches, foul, foul, and that whole time, like, I guess like so 2009, like the economy was pretty bad at that time, so. Like, we're winning, and all my parents in the stands, I didn't know this was going on. They were talking about how, like, oh, how are we going to get to Williamsport, right? We don't have the money or whatever. How are we going to do that? And so my uncle that was there, like, at the same time during that bat, they start calling out, like, the 50-50 raffle numbers. And during that at bat, my uncle won $1,000, and he's like, I know how I'm getting there. So <laughs> all that happening, go ahead, run, comes in, he gets his $1,000, and everyone's going nuts. It was awesome. That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. What a trip. Chula Vista champion over here. Chula Vista, baby. We got to be big leaders for like a year. He's kind He's kind of a big deal. He's uh, not a small deal. Yeah. The legend. Like, <laughs> well, like, this, is, this isn't a shot at anybody. I'm just asking you because I've always thought this to myself because I saw it. But there's always, like, a hierarchy of guys that keep going after a certain stage. So, obviously, you played well after that. Like, mm-hmm. were there any dudes where, like, they they didn't develop past high school? They didn't develop into college baseball players? Yeah, you know, a bunch of them. So, me and Andy Rios are the only ones still playing right now, right? And, of course, everyone talks about Luke, Kiko, Bula. And those are all my boys, right? You know, but Kiko ended up going to the Pepperdine. He did okay, but he got up to 95 on the mound. And oh, wow. Yeah, but then, I don't know, it's something about him just, like, he didn't, like, he didn't re- never reach that stage of development where it's, like, you know, there was no judgment, right, or whatever, the way he just let the development happen. He was always kind of hard on himself and stuff like that. And then same thing with Luke. Well, not same thing with Luke, but he was just always bigger than everybody. So then when everyone kind of caught up to his size, it didn't, you know what I mean, then, you know, his skill level didn't grow with it. You know what I mean? His brother Ben is nasty. He's he's with the Mariners. This dude, his little brother Ben is just the same height, just more athletic. And uh, he's with the Mariners right now. He's gotten drafted like three times. And then he finally got like third and fifth. I think after USC, he got drafted like the 13th round. He went from like 30th round twice in high school. He said, now I'm going to go to USC. And then had a COVID year into stuff like that. Now he's 13th round. And then now he's with the Mariners and he's a stud. But, um, but yeah, I'll, for me personally, I just knew that I didn't want that to be like the highlight of my life. Like where like that's where I peaked, right? I've always like, okay, but even though that's like the epitome of baseball, right? Especially for that age, like that's top, top, right? I wanted more than that. I didn't want that to be, oh, that's it. You know what I mean? Like that was a great experience. Still one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. And I'll always love it. But like, I always wanted more. And I think Andy wanted the same thing too. Like we got a taste of it. Now, like, now let's go do it for real. You know what I mean? And go get it again. And go get more. Get that. That's where I'm at. Totally get that. Yeah. Do you know, yeah, I, like, I, what were you going to say? No, no, go ahead. Go oh, no, ahead. I was this just going to say, there was actually a kid that came to our facility. He's from our area, but he transferred to your neck of the woods. He's at Point Loma. Okay. And they just lost in the national championship last year or something like yeah, that? They, they, Correct. Yeah. Right? Correct. Yeah, they're nasty. And, uh, <laughs> Routed. Speaking of which, as always, like University of Tampa was, I think, the team that they played or the team that had – the team that beat them beat University of Tampa, so they're always in there. That's for John. Tampa's always good at everything, yeah. basketball, football, it doesn't matter. Very far baseballs have been – I've seen hit by the Spartans. 
I can see that. Humid weather too. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, there's just like a tradition of winning that comes from those places, and you could even tell in like in his voice, and he just got, he just got there. What is it? It's December, so he probably got there in August, so he's still brand new. But you could tell that he wanted to like get back there and do a thing because guys were there that had gotten there that were like, okay, I don't just want to do that one time. Like, let's do that again. Let's do that again because it's it's like what you were talking about with hitting earlier. It's why you watch that video on your iPhone. It's like that was such an amazing moment. Like, Mm -hmm. I like people. I think people get get it caught. I know I have personally, so I'm going to speak for myself. I've gotten it confused where it's like, am I just indulging in the past too much? Like, am I watching this? But I'm like, this also just happened two days ago. Like, I should watch it because it's going to affect me in the future when I'm taking BP. And there have been days when it works. There have been days when it doesn't, right? But to, like, understand what it takes, no. Understanding what it looks like when it goes well, I think it's good to know. Because then it makes you want it more and more and more and more. Because you have done it. It's not like you haven't done it. Right. She turns right. You just saw it. You're watching it. You're like, oh, wow, I just hit that ball, you know, 100 and some miles an hour. You know, I just had a 12-pitch at bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, so I don't think, you know, indulging in the past, right? It's like, yeah, there's some people who do that, right? Talk about, like, oh, back in the day, I did this, 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 and this, right? But you're not doing it more. If you're still chasing it, right, then, yeah, learn from the past. Like, so, you know, we've been trained, you know, Mark Melanson's been coming here, right? And then we were talking about, like, all right, let's look at what you were doing when you were all-star mark versus what you're doing now, right? And you can see some of the things he was doing, like, you know, and some of the bad things, too. But, like, he goes, oh, yeah, I was doing that. Or, like, oh, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Right? And same thing with anybody. Like, all right, what were you doing back then when you had your best year versus, all right, now you just had a shitty year, right? Let's compare the two, right? And that way we can go from there for the future. It's like, oh, yeah, let's get back to that and let's make that better, you know, and stuff like that. So learning from the past is, I would say, we're learning from the past, not really indulging in the past and staying in the past, but learning from it for sure. Yeah, especially when you're doing something right, just like we were talking about earlier about the highlight reel, you know, and just you're like, right. can you remember what that perfect, you know, because I mean, there, there's perfect, perfect swing, there's perfect, perfect pitch. I mean, there's been, you know, a lot of times where I've thrown, you know, like on Friday, for example, like I couldn't miss with my slider. I was throwing it wherever I wanted. I was throwing it at your face to down the middle to inside line to the to the edge. And, you know, it was also like, I felt like I could mess with the shape of it. Like I was like, instead of throwing it 75, 76, like it was, I was like down to 72, like trying to throw it a little bit slower. So I know I would get more break and throwing these like real giant sweeping shapes, Yeah, you know, and, to, and like, and you could just see like everybody up there was just frustrated. It's like they didn't. Yeah, they're you, like, oh, you I know, haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's just being able to manipulate it. But, like, as soon as I landed one, I was like, ooh, I got this, like, all day. Yeah. So, like, I think I finished off, like, four or five guys in a row with the same slider. And I was like, nobody's even paying attention right there. You see, it's 0-2. It's coming. Like, pay attention. The game, yeah. man. The game is so interesting. It's like that memory thing is, like, it's what I've been super key on lately when I've been talking to guys. It's like – you have to use your memory as your biggest weapon because it's the only thing that you can guarantee is the same every baseball game. Because you're not going to face the same pitcher. But the timing, like I was talking to this high school kid, and I was like, you have to have a baseline timing. Like that's timing A. 
right? right? And that's mainly your timing in your swing. Because that's like, okay, so I go get my rhythm, I lift my foot up, I put it down, and then I go. That's your timing. Then there's timing A1, which is with a pitcher involved. And that changes because you're not going to face the same pitcher your whole life. If you only had one pitcher to face your whole life, it'd be easy. But it's like you have to let those other influences because there's only a certain amount of, like, possible shapes that a pitch can make. I know John tries to break the actual physics of that. But, like, <laughs> there's only so many ways that at most levels that a pitch is going to move, right? Yeah. Unless there's that stud that it's like, good luck, dude. That guy's a stud, right? He can do crazy shit. But once you download that information, you have to use that memory for everybody else that you face that you don't have information on. Like, because it's yeah. like, oh, this guy throws a fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. You've seen all of those. Like, now you just have to kind of put it in your head. Baseball is so hard. Like, because there's so many weird – like, you're trying to imagine what the reaction time would be that requires – you know, what is it, 0.385 seconds or right. slightly slower. So it's like, how do you even imagine that? So it's like you already have to have so much baseline memory established to yep. narrow that down or else you're just, you're you're so fucked. Yeah, especially you're with a pitch so you've never fucked. seen before. Yeah. It, and so, you're going to look like you never played. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> exactly. And that's like all the new hitters that come in here, like, Think they're good, couple live at bats. Oh, they never seen, they never faced John before. You know, what I mean? doors. Like, yeah. yeah, doors. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. why, I like, okay, so now in terms of timing, like you know, you know, from like a technical hitting standpoint, right? You said like having like different timings, right, in the in in the bank, just to pull out whenever you need it. So yeah. it's like that's why, like, I talk about like, oh, it's not you either need to have a big leg kick or like a small stride, no stride, whatever. It's not either. It's and like it's having why not have a swing with the leg kick and having a no stride yeah. swing that way. Like practice both the streams, right? The big streams for those for load and time right is a no stride and a big ass leg kick, right? Those are the extremes of the of the load, right? The move is right. So if you practice both of those, right, and then you can find somewhere in between, like once you adjust, say like a pitch you've never seen before, right? Okay, that big ass leg kick doesn't work. Maybe I gotta cut it down a little bit, right? Or the guy's throwing a little slower. I gotta you know stay in my backside a little bit longer. It's just having that adjustability to change up your timing and change up your you know, your stride, rhythm, whatever it is, just a little bit, right? Just It's not much, but it's just a little bit and having that athleticism and being able to practice both, right? And and that's how, like, I can adjust to pitchers or adjust to John, right? Like, when, when I face John, like, I have, like, the adjustability because, like, now I, I realize that he can throw anything at any time, right? So I'm just looking for something up. Anything fucking up, doesn't matter what speed it is, doesn't matter what's spinning. If it's up, I'm probably going to be able to swing with that, right? And it's like, I'm timing up for the fastball. Like, oh, it's spinning and it's up. I can sit back a little bit longer and still get a good swing off, right? Even though it might not be the pitch I'm looking for, but, but he's throwing strikes, right? I don't want to get to 0-2. As well. If he leaves anything up that's hittable, I'm going to at least take a shot at it and fucking take a hack at it versus like, oh, I probably could have swung from that. Yeah. Especially when I get the top of the zone with the trackman zone. If, yeah. I, if you're gonna get, if I actually get the top of the zone, I don't mind living up there. But if I'm not gonna get it, it's just gonna get smashed. Yeah. Now he tries oh. to drop cutters in and drop them into the top <laughs> of the zone. Yeah. No. Right. Now I'm just playing the show up here, trying to throw four foot curveballs at Nick the top of the zone. Nick the top of the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, "No way, that's a strike." I'm like, "Well, apparently by this digital box that we get." Yeah. Yeah. That's the debatable part of that too. I love that as well. Yep. 
Um, okay, so I got um, – Ro, I got to get going. I got some hitters. But one thing I want to talk about, that Filipino kid, right? Yeah. So it just so, just so happened to that I'm helping build the Filipino national baseball well, team here in San Diego, yeah, right? right now. So, sure. yeah, I connect me with him. We're going to – I mean, we, we're trying to do something all over. I'm specifically focusing on San Diego, but we're trying to build a whole program system for it. I see him today. With, with – with youth, with youth programs, high school, college, and the pro team, the World Baseball Classic team. So, unfortunately, this this time around, the Philippines team got booted because we weren't high enough in the World Baseball rankings. But we're at the stage of, like, just building now and just gathering all the Filipinos. Get up. Develop yep. them. Yep. So, hopefully, we can get out there one time, you know, meet you know meet them in person and stuff like that. And if there's any kind of workouts in your area or something, right, we'll oh, definitely get connected. And then, like, I'm just – we're just trying to – it was so cool. The first – Philippines national team workout I went to. It was the first time I was on the field with all Filipinos, and it was awesome. That's and we all felt this sense of like community. Chase Darno was there. I remember he uh, he called me the night before, like at nine o'clock at night, just all giddy about it. He's, he's goes, I've never done it. He's uh, a quarter Filipino. Yes, his mom, or no, he might be half or a quarter. His mom's like from Manila and something like That's that. Cool. And his dad is French. So he was all excited. Like, yeah, I've never done anything like this. Um, super excited. Like, I don't even know what to wear. Like, what should I wear? I'm like, Chase, you're Chase. Right now. You wear <laughs> what do I wear? <laughs> what do I wear, bro? I know. I should have told him that you need pants and a belt, you know? <laughs> but it was big. It was, big leaguers are too funny. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was so funny. So he was just like a kid again. He was in mixing in BP, mixing in the infield stuff, doing all that. And it was awesome just having all Filipinos and the sense of community that we had was awesome. So awesome. I'm just definitely, wanna, definitely doing my part to help build that for sure. That's rad. Hell yeah. I'll take a video of them today and send it to you. Yeah, there Sweet. we go. We can post that. We can post that on the national team. Definitely can help them with some social media stuff just to keep blasting. If we have any Filipinos, like, you know I mean? Let's put them out there. Let's get their names out there. And uh, let's just have some fun with that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, guys. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, we'll, we'll keep this kind of short today. But thank you, Alex. Always a pleasure getting you on here. Berto, great connection. Awesome conversation. We will definitely keep these going. I know we're going to have – we might need to do like a recap while we're at the ABCA podcast or at the, so we can tell Rojas of all the crazy fun things. That Hell, we yeah. All the oh, big yeah. leaguers that we see floating around there too. So hey, real quick. We'll be, go ahead. I got to ask you something. We got two games this weekend. We got Michigan. Who are they playing? TCU. Then we got yeah. Georgia and Ohio State. I got Georgia-Michigan for the national championship. I, Georgia looks – very, very threatening. You know, they're so scary. They don't have to play Alabama, so that's all that matters. So they'll be fine. I'm not a college football guy, so uh, ah! I'll let you guys talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Just bet, bet on the Bulldogs. There you go. They're, they're going to be one of the there greatest teams of all time. Throw some money down. I'll throw some money down. I'll be a college football guy real fast. So. Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. All right. Like and see you guys. Later, guys. Thank you, sir. Guys. See ya.